welcome in, you guys, the Rushed Offseason Podcast. We're so happy to have you guys here again. We are in episode three. So happy to have you guys back. And we actually have a really special guest uh, on this show today. We have future New England Patriots safety, Carson Lewis. How's it going, man? Good. It's going good. Uh, future safety is not happening, but we're looking at um, moving to future accountant for the New England Patriots. That's what we're looking at right now. Okay. Uh, quick, uh, <laughs> quick, quick, quick career change in that last five seconds. It's okay. Uh, Austin and Bailey, how we doing? Good, man. Feeling good. All right. Well, we have a packed, packed episode today. Uh, so much has been on the NFL. We're here to tell, talk about it. Obviously, we're going to talk about it in our week sports overview, and then we're going to head into our free agency friendship. We're going to talk about where all the free agents we think fantasy-wise wide receivers and running backs are going to be going, quarterbacks too. Then we're going to head into our impossible inquiry. Bailey said he's got a great question, so I'm excited for that. And then we're going to go into our rush draft, where this week's draft is our first non-sports-related draft, where we're going to be talking about animals we want to release in each other's backyards. So that should be very fun. I have the 101. Really ready to get into that. You guys ready? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, let's hop into a week in the sports overview. Week one, sports. Wilson got traded to the Denver Broncos. As of as you guys know, who've listened to the to the podcast for a while, you guys know I'm a Broncos fan. I'm overly ecstatic for this trade to happen. Russell Wilson, he's been one of my favorite quarterbacks, not, not even quarterbacks, just players in general in the NFL for, honestly, ever since he he beat the crap out of the Broncos in, in the Super Bowl, ever since then, he's been one of my favorite players. So definitely uh, changing the landscape of the NFL. And, I mean, if I'm Derek Carr right now, I'm punching her. I have to go up against Herbert, Mahomes, and Russell Wilson, all of them two times a year. What do you think about that, Austin? What do you think about this trade? Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see Wilson and uh, jerseys that aren't blue and lime. Uh, but Bailey and anyone can chime in. Is this going to make the Broncos an AFC championship contender? I certainly hope so. I mean, you saw it last time. You saw it two years ago with Brady going to the Bucks, veteran quarterback, instant Super Bowl. Rams, Stafford, instant Super Bowl. Broncos, good quarterback, Super Bowl? They, they definitely do have the weapons in uh, Denver to make it a good run of the playoffs. Yeah, like, they, Denver definitely has a well-rounded enough team, like, on both sides of the ball. They just – the only missing piece that was on that roster was the quarterback position, and they finally solved it. So, But they do lose out uh, a lot. Uh, Noah Fant being one of the top ten tight ends, in my opinion, in the NFL. And yeah. that's a big factor because if you look at their possession catchers, they don't really have the best possession catchers on their team. You can look at Cortland Sutton as maybe one of them or Tim Patrick, but nothing really other than that. I think that this could be a drastic change if they don't have any possession guys in the middle of the field catching the ball. I don't know how effective Russell Wilson will really be because he usually likes to target those big possession receivers like in the past, like DK Metcalf and Jimmy Graham when he was up there. But other than that, I think this is a really good trade for Denver, but I think Seattle would honestly win this trade. Really? I mean, if you look into the specifics of it, uh, Seattle did get – a first and a second from this year's draft, a first and a second from next year's draft, and a fifth plus a young tight end and Shelby Harris and then uh, Drew Locke, who, uh, you know, he's kind yeah. of going to be that filler quarterback like Jerry Goff is for the Lions right now, probably starting their year there until his contract's out. But, yeah if, yeah, if Seattle's really going for a rebuild, then this is the move. But if they're still trying to contend like they say, then I don't know if this no. was the, the best way to contend. Yeah. One thing to add about this, it – it has nothing to do with this trade, but I'm a Broncos fan, and my roommate, he's from Seattle, so he's a Seahawks fan. So, like, the day that trade went down, our our entire apartment was just, like, we were talking about it, like, all day long, and he was screaming, and I was screaming for different reasons, obviously. But, yeah, the the apartment here was hectic that day, to say the least. Yeah, it's just going to suck for uh... – 
DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, who are two pretty top 15 premier receivers to just go from uh, Russell Wilson to Drew Locke. Yeah. So, go ahead, Carson. They're big losers out there. I think after this trade, you can look at implications, maybe even the coaching staff of Seattle, where Pete Carroll said he didn't want to rebuild. He didn't want to go into that stage. But it clearly looks like the management there wanted to start their rebuild process with a very stacked NFC West division that they have. So I think this trade very much helps them. I question the future for Pete Carroll in Seattle at this point, looking at this trade, because they really don't have anything when it comes to offensive weapons now, because DK is very dependent on the quarterback play and the ball placement that he gets. Tyler Lockett can create his own space. They usually have to scheme a lot of his routes. So if Drew Lock can't hit um, these two targets, they're not going to be able to pull off at least six wins this season. Mm-mm. I'm thinking about it fantasy-wise. Like, is Metcalf and Lockett, because they'd probably be, what, third, fourth-round receivers? Um, yeah, probably DK second or third, Lockett third, fourth, probably. Yeah, but now, do they drop? Yes. Like, fourth or sixth? Especially yeah. Lockett's dropping 100%. Yeah, but DK will probably drop to like the beginning of the third, maybe late third. Lockett's going like fifth round. He went fifth round last year, to be fair. But uh, yeah, I think Lockett will definitely go fifth, maybe even sixth. Especially because they even said that Drew Lock is not their starter officially. Like it could be Geno Smith. Geno Smith still hasn't resigned yet, so we don't know if that's the. We don't know, but uh, yeah. could draft yeah. a guy. They're probably gonna draft a guy, and then Drew Lock gonna start. That's my guess. But uh, I don't know how. Bailey, you know how the Drew Locke starting thing goes. Yeah, how he shouldn't start. Yeah, I know yeah. about it. <laughs> You've seen him go on for about two years playing. Yeah. People want him to start because they're like, oh, he has potential. No, he doesn't. He, we know what you're getting with Drew Locke at this point. <laughs> yeah, I think, Carson, you're right that Seattle is not looking good. But – they do look good in the future. Yeah, oh, especially yeah. if you're Seattle right now. Like, you obviously have the – like, before this trade, I think they had, like, the worst future-wise in the NFC West because the 49ers and the Cardinals both being a young team. Rams, they said they're like, we want to keep winning Super Bowls. So, and then – the Seahawks were just kind of there, so might as well just start your rebuild now. Start it early so you can get done with it and be good again or sooner rather than later. So, Yeah, I think that uh, Seahawks are going to uh, speed up this rebuilding process. But let's uh, quick segue, Carson, here on to Carson Wentz being traded to the Commanders. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so Carson Wentz being traded to the Commanders. The Commanders looking to buy a quarterback this offseason. They said they'd pay a heavy price for this quarterback, and the price, honestly, that was paid was more like absorbing the Carson Wentz contract as the commanders, um, they get a second-round pick and a seventh round on top of Carson Wentz, and they only send a third, a second, and a conditional third, which can be converted into a second if Wentz does play 70% of the snaps this season. We're looking, I think Wentz will definitely be the starter at the commanders, and honestly, Carson Wentz is not the worst quarterback in the world, but he's not someone that you can win a Super Bowl with at this point. And in the division, it maybe looks like they could be more contenders in that division with a very young defense that they have and a good running game. And Carson Wentz throws some great play-action passes. And if they keep scheming play-action like they have done in the past, I see this team maybe accelerating a little bit. But I don't think that it's enough to be a playoff contender at this point, as the Cowboys look pretty strong. The Eagles, I don't know if they're really the best, the most consistent playoff team looking at it because they still have to figure out their whole quarterback situation with Jalen Hurts. Is he the guy? Is he the, like, we don't know that yet. But for right now, it looks like Carson Wentz will be the guy for at least a little bit, more like a bridge quarterback, kind of like a Teddy Bridgewater kind of pickup for the commanders, as uh, Carson Wentz has that huge contract that will be absorbed, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I just feel like the commanders, they, they – rebranded their team. It took two years to do it. They waited all this time to really put in so they had Heineke going, but now they have their name out. They want to come out swinging at least a little bit. Maybe they're not going to the maybe a wild card team ceiling. Maybe not going to far in the playoffs, but they definitely want to get something going in Washington and put some kind of name for themselves. And Wentz can definitely do that, like a being a mid-tier quarterback. 
have his good games, have his bad games. Nothing special, but I'm pretty sure that's what they're going for. I think this does elevate um, the performance for fantasy for Scary Terry, though. It, this yeah. is an upgrade for him. As we've seen, uh, Michael Pittman had a very, very good, but a very spotty year with Carson Wentz at quarterback. It was a lot better than he had his rookie year. And I think with um, getting Carson Wentz, I think um, it ups the value of Scary Terry just a smidge. I don't think it's really anything too great, but I think he'll definitely see a lot more targets and a lot more schemed play action passes toward him in uh, this next coming year. Yeah, definitely uh, is better than a Taylor Heineke, Carson Wentz. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited for uh, Scary Terry's upside. Antonio Gibson as well. I mean, a lot of people are saying that, oh, like Wentz, like, because you know what, you just saw Wentz with Jonathan Taylor. Like, oh, is uh, Antonio Gibson going to just be t- – no. I think it actually pr- helps Antonio Gibson, but not for that reason. Like, Carson Wentz is going to be willing to air the ball out a lot more than Taylor Heineke is. And Antonio Gibson last season was good early and then died out late because he got hurt. He was uh, used so much in the offense, about 6% in the later season, and that's just not uh, his play style. He needs to be fixtured in. J.D. McKissie got hurt. And I think a, a quarterback that's going to be able to throw more in his offense, Wentz, more than Heineke, is going to be a lot better season for uh, Gibson as well. Yeah. Uh, Austin Bailey, do you have anything to add before we move on? Wentz. You know, people do people forget that Wentz was an MVP contender before he got hurt? Yep, I, he was top three. Top well, three for MVP. Yeah, b- before when he got – when he first went to the Colts, I definitely thought it was – I was like, oh, yeah, it's a slam dunk for the Colts because he has the potential to be a MVP contender and then kind of proved that he wasn't that it anymore. So, But I certainly didn't forget. Yeah, it's also, it's also very unclear to see where the – I think Jonathan Taylor will be a first overall pick in fantasy next year mm-hmm. still. But I, it's unclear where we see uh, Pittman fall – under all of this because him having Wentz definitely boosted it, but we don't know what kind of quarterback he will be delivered uh, next season as it could be very well. It could be Jacoby Brissett coming back to the Colts. It could be anything from that going for them, but they don't really have any other options right now as uh, free agency is about to hit. We'll talk more about what quarterback options they can have in free agency, but for right now, the Colts go from one having the most pro bowlers and the contenders not even making the playoffs, but they don't even look like a contender right now, which is really scary, as that team is very, very stacked. They really need to figure out this quarterback situation, and that would really boost them forward for the future. Yeah, yeah I will agree that uh, the Colts are in a bit of a risky situation losing their start quarterback. But you know who else is kind of in a risky situation? Calvin Ridley. Austin, you want to talk about that? Yeah, I'd love to talk about Calvin Ridley. You know, I drafted this guy. Ooh, let's see. I drafted him with my third round pick after I drafted um, – who was my running back? Derrick Henry. Yeah, Jesus. I will <laughs> I forgot because he was gone out season. So I went Derrick Henry, um, I went Jefferson, and then Ridley. Like, that's a pretty stacked team, and I had high hopes for them. And they were doing good for a little bit. And then Ridley, he has some problems, some mental problems. And, you know, mental health is important, so I understand. I, I wasn't too mad at him for ruining my fantasy season. But um, he goes on and gambles during the season, and he tweets out that he only put down $1,500 and he doesn't have a gambling problem. Okay, I don't care if you have a gambling problem or not. That's just, first of all, complete stupidity. I mean, you're in a you're literally in a professional sport. I mean, I I really don't know what else to say other than that's complete stupidity by Calvin Ridley. I really am disappointed in it. I mean, Calvin Ridley bet fifteen hundred to lose uh, ten million. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, he's getting suspended for the whole year and suspended without pay. So he lost his ten million of the contract, and he. Uh, I hope he really, I hope he hit the parlay because he needed he needed it. You definitely, you definitely have to look at the impact because if you spend the whole season, we know we're not going to talk about uh, redraft leagues for fantasy, but for dynasty leagues, having Calvin really might be a good trade option to really pick up on value while you can because you don't know how if he's even going to come back after the suspension. Or trade him or trade for him? 
I say trade him. Trade him. Trade him. Trade him yeah. Well. Get just get him off your roster. Get some picks out of it. Get something. Maybe some like some low tier running backs. But there's like no there's no hope for honestly anybody who has Calvin Ridley in Dynasty because you spend such a high pick. Like a really young receiver who's very talented, and he does stuff like this. You just need to get rid of, get him off your roster, get him somewhere else, and get some value while you can. Yeah, I agree. If you have uh, Ridley and Dynasty, I would not be holding on to him because uh, we don't know. The, the, just like Arden said, the future is very unknown for Calvin Ridley. Uh, he is a young, promising guy with a lot of talent. Don't get me wrong, but uh, with the his mental health and saying he needed to sit out, and he said that he wasn't even watching football, right? And then he still is gambling, but he doesn't have a gambling problem. He's not he's not watching the game. Hmm. Interesting. Hey, hey I just read a uh, an article. It says Calvin Ridley was close to becoming an eagle before the suspension. Yeah, there was a lot of talks about him going to a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm assuming he would have been traded if it wasn't for this, but uh, this halts everything. Yeah, all the rumors I heard about him before this came out was him going to the Eagles. Like, that's the only thing I heard, really, was him becoming a Philadelphia Eagle. And then this just completely derailed all of that. Yeah, and he's not doing that any longer. So uh, we're going to have to wait another year. uh, Talk about Calvin Ridley unless it gets appealed, but I really don't think it will because the NFL has kind of set a precedent for this kind of thing. So he's kind of just the poster boy for gambling. Don't do it. This will happen. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Just hearing because I've watched a couple of like videos of NFL players like talking about it from like podcasts and stuff, and all of them say like that's the number one rule that they like teach you like as a rookie when they're like telling you how to be an NFL player. They're like the number one thing they tell you to do is don't like they're gonna catch you if you bet on any NFL games and Calvin Ridley decided, nope, I'm, I can still do that. And I think the NFL is just kind of making an example out of him for it. Yeah. Um, you sign a contract even in uh, college sports. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was like, I was gonna ask you about that Carson. Cause I wasn't sure if they did it for you guys too, but I know for like bigger schools, obviously they did it, but I don't, I wasn't sure about you guys. Yeah, anything NC2A affiliated, you are not allowed to gamble on any professional or college games that include all sports that are to be played in a college or professional aspect. So the only things you can really bet on when it comes to sports would be considered NASCAR or horse racing. That is the only thing you're allowed to bet on and boxing as well. But you can you are not legally allowed to bet on fantasy football or anything of any matter that involves professional sports because it could affect the outcome of these sports as that is a rule and a set. So I don't know how it works for players in the NFL. I assume they sign the same contract, similar contract, where it comes to them and just the NFL as a whole. But this is something that you sign right away when you're in the NFL. And it's, it's preached every year. They have speeches about it. They have people talk about gambling. And people every year get caught. Um, they get caught by like NCAA, for instance, will catch them in college and in the NFL, like apparently it's very easy for them to catch them as Calvin Ridley did in fact get caught and is suffering a big, big price. And it sucks for all those dynasty fans, like those dynasty owners that I like, talked about before. Yeah, that really does suck for them. But uh, not much to talk about else there. We're going to miss out on Calvin Ridley for a whole nother year. Uh, I guess we can talk about him when that time comes. But for now, let's talk about something that happened today. Uh, news broke that Bears uh, star Khalil Mack has been traded to Los Angeles Chargers for a second-round pick and a sixth-round pick. Now, yeah, I uh, you guys know that I'm the, the best Bears fan here. Uh, but here's the deal. I'll give my honest opinion on this. I think that for this move right now for the Bears that just saw that Aaron Rodgers is coming back for four more seasons or whatever, he said that that was not true, but he's coming back regardless. Devontae Adams coming back regardless. Bears offense is nowhere near where it needs to be. Bears defense is going to be worse because we let Khalil, uh, Khalil Mack go and then they let Akeem Hicks go. This Bears team needs to go into a rebuild. Khalil Mack, 31. 
he hasn't been as good as he was in the Raiders for the whole three years he's been in the Bears. Uh, his cap hits $40 million, one of the biggest in the league. So I think this is actually a smart trade for both teams because the Chargers are in win-now mode. They already have Joey Bosa, so that D-line is going to be disgusting. They already have a young quarterback, a really good offense with Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. And then the Bears, they accumulated draft capital that they lost from the Justin Fields trades. So now they have two picks in the second round, three picks in the third round this year uh, to add to their offensive line, to add to their offense. Any holes they have, I think this is actually a good step in the right direction for the Bears and for the Chargers, who are probably going to make a playoff push. I'm going to be rooting for a Khalil Mack uh, Chargers next year, 100%. Yeah, we got to look at the implications of this trade for the division as that adds another pass rusher opposite of Joey Bosa. That is a really, really good-looking trade for the, uh, the Chargers there as they get a very top-tier edge rusher and now I have two top-tier edge rushers. And if you look at implications across the division, you look at the other quarterbacks that have no O-lines, basically, where they are going to struggle. Like Derek Carr, if, if he stays in uh, – or Las Vegas, rather, does he have a decline in his production and do the threats of the – like this D-line, does that, does that like have any implication for other teams? Yeah, I mean it's gonna be a rough, uh, a rough. This whole division is just gonna be an interesting one to watch unfold. The the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Chiefs, and even the Raiders are all so competitive. So, uh, in division games in the AFC West, gonna be so so fun to watch next year. I know you'll be stuck with that, Bailey. Oh yeah, definitely a good trade though for the Chargers. I I think Khalil Mack is definitely gonna benefit from not being the only focus for like like uh, other opposing teams aren't gonna only focus on him because he's the main guy on the defense like they're gonna have to also worry about Joey Bosa with the pass rush and I think Cleo Mack is definitely gonna put up similar numbers to what he once was doing before I would agree. I I hope the best for him. Uh, he hasn't been that good the last year. So he was injured all last year. So if he's traded yeah. to LA, he must pass physical. Must be in condition. Uh, wanted out. He got out. So works out. All right, that's gonna wrap up our weekend for us overview. It was a lot of hectic NFL news. We'll be back next week to talk uh, selection Sunday and probably a lot of free agency in the NFL. But let's head into actually our predictions for our free agency frenzy. All right, guys, we're here in our segment number two, free agency frenzy. We're going to predict where the top players for fantasy purposes, wide receivers, running back, quarterbacks, tight end, are going to go, our predictions, and the people that have yet to sign because that shit's happening next week on Monday or Tuesday. First player we're going to get into is Allen Robinson, probably the lead wide receiver for this free agency class. Not the strongest uh, group of wide receivers, but Allen Robinson has the board. I'll kick it off here. As a resident Bears fan, uh, I know how wrong we did Allen Robinson and how much he probably hates us to the death of us. So he's probably going to want to go sign with an NFC North team that has money, and that's the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Lions said that they're willing to pay up for a wide receiver this offseason, and that seems like a perfect fit for me. Can uh, you go to Lions? Allen Robinson, I know he probably wants to get a winning team more, but we'll see what he values late in his career, money or uh, winning more. But, uh, yeah, Allen Robinson, my pick. Bailey, that's your years. Yeah, I think he goes to the Las Vegas Raiders. I think the Raiders are sitting there. They're saying, okay, Broncos made a big move. Chargers made a big move. We got to stay relevant in this AFC West. We're not just going to sit there and let these teams pass us up. We want to be contenders too. And now ever since uh, Henry Ruggs decided to do what he did in in his car, they've had a hole in the – in the receiver room on that team. So I think they go out and fill it with Allen Robinson. What do you think, Austin? Where do you think he resigns or signs, not resigns? Well, I definitely don't think he signs with the Las Vegas Raiders. But um, I'm just kidding, Bailey. Uh, I think he goes to the Patriots. I don't have much of a reasoning besides that the Patriots were interested in Amari Cooper. And. Barring they 
don't sign Amari Cooper, they go and get a similar type receiver in Allen Robinson to go help out with Mac Jones because, I mean, he made the Pro Bowl in his rookie year. So I'll let the Patriots fan elaborate more. Carson. Yeah, this is a very, very good landing spot for Allen Robinson. He's a big physical receiver, and the Patriots best desperately need that physical on the outside. They like their blocking receivers. Allen Robinson can definitely block, and he's definitely very physical. He's been a great red zone threat from him, opposite of Hunter Henry. I think the other receivers on the team are very mid, below tier, and they're, they have no fantasy value. Bringing Allen Robinson to the Patriots doesn't really give a lot of it fantasy value to the Patriots or to this receiver in particular, but I think Allen Robinson is most likely to land at the Patriots because of the opening and cap space they will have and the need for receiver they have. Yeah, I could definitely see that. You know, you're not a big fan of Kendrick Bourne, Carson? I love Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne is a great receiver, but he is no Allen Robinson. We have seen Allen Robinson with Blake Bortles at quarterback put up 1,400 yards in a season. I think Allen Robinson will be very, very good if he goes to the Patriots, and he'll definitely be a 1,000-yard receiver. Uh, I'd like to see that, too. Hopefully that uh, whatever team gets him doesn't treat him like the Bears did because uh, not the best. But let's move on here. Cordell Patterson, uh, just a special teams guy, his whole career goes to Atlanta, and they make him basically an all-pro running back. Uh, Falcons already said they're not bringing him back, unless that changes, so we'll talk about that. But uh, I have him going to the Philadelphia Eagles, who said they want to improve the running back room multiple reports in the offseason. Miles Sanders can't get hurt, or can't, can't stay healthy. Boston Scott's going to be gone. Jordan Howard's going to be gone. Kenneth Gainwell hasn't proven himself yet. I feel like they're in more of a win-now mode and getting an older Ben running back for a one-year deal for the Eagles uh, is going to help them a lot, especially in the pass game where they don't have any pass catchers besides uh, – what's his name? Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Rager. Jalen – no. Not oh, Rager. yeah. No, I'm thinking my team. I don't know. Devonta Smith. Sorry. Devonta Smith. Yeah. Uh, besides him, they have no pass catchers, so quarter uh, fighters can get help with that. But Bay, let's talk about uh, Jane Waddle's new friend potentially. Yeah, I kind of got ahead of myself. I'm, I'm, I think he goes to the uh, Miami Dolphins for the main reason of their new head coach Mike McDan- Mike McDaniel coming from the 49ers. And one thing that we know about the 49ers offense is they have a bunch of running backs. They they love to run the football. I think so. I think he brings that over to Miami and he goes out there and gets a pretty talented with running back with many weapons or tools that he can utilize out of the backfield. Good pass catching back for Tua out there in Miami. So I think the Dolphins go out there and get him. What do you think, Austin? Yeah, I think Cordero Patterson is going to go to the Rams. I think um, Patterson, he proved himself over with the Falcons. And I think we can all agree we want to see we want to see that man on a winning team and what better than the defending Super Bowl champs. So the Rams, you know, they want to retool their rushing attack. They got Cam Akers coming back. We saw him in the playoffs. Uh, Sony Michelle might leave in free agency, so – you know, Cordero Patterson and Cam Akers could be that nice one-two punch to bring the Rams back to where they want to be. Carson? I honestly, even with all the news of the Falcons wanting to release Cordero Patterson and not bring him back, I think he still will return to the Falcons. I think the way that they use him in their, their schemes and their offense is probably the only way that he could be used very well on an offensive side of the ball in the NFL. I think – him as a running back is not as good, but as a receiver threat on the backfield and flexed out and empty personnel, I think him on the Falcons makes the most sense, and he will probably return there next year. Yeah, after a great season like that, I don't know why the Falcons would, especially because they don't have Brickley anymore, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Let's talk about uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. We're going to let our resident Steelers fan talk about it first. Okay. Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, I really don't want to see him go. Steelers fans don't want to see him go. They know he's a tough – Juju is a tough player. He embodies Steelers football. I think Mike Tomlin and uh, 
the boys up in the front office, they realize that. I don't think they'll get rid of them. I think Juju will stay. I know there's teams saying he'll, he'll go to the Eagles, go help out uh, Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith. You know, they're saying the Chiefs is a good fit. Uh, get an extra weapon over there in the AFC West. But, you know, Juju's young and the Steelers, despite their franchise Hall of Fame quarterback retiring, they want to carry the – they want to get a QB in the draft and they want to keep Juju. That's my opinion. You know, I'll hop in real quick here because we share the same opinion. Uh, a lot of team, a lot of buzz around the NFL saying that he wants to go play in New York so he can go like continue his like Twitch career and all that jazz. But uh, yeah, I think he's gonna stay with the Steelers. I feel like he's just loyal, especially because he's already he already was uh, rumored to go last season, came back on a one year deal. I feel like they're gonna ink him to a multi contract to stay in Pittsburgh. But uh, Carson, let's hear your take on this division rival. I think he'll go to the Ravens. I do not think the Steelers want to resign and sign Juju to a big contract. I believe that he will not be franchise tagged either, just based off him comparing to other top receivers in the NFL. He's a very possession heavy receiver, which the Ravens offense very heavily favors those types of receivers other than Hollywood Brown. I think the Ravens would be a great fit for him in the slot of him coming with those five yard catches, maybe getting like catches a game for 60 yards. It just makes the most sense for him to switch and go to a division rival after the Steelers completely bone him over during free agency. Yeah, and then I have him going to the Chiefs. I was deciding between the Chiefs and actually the Ravens, so I partially agree with Carson, too, because they were the team I was thinking about, too. But even – I just remember going back, like, even to the playoffs a couple months ago, I was – there's reports that Juju was rumored to be in touch with the Chiefs going there this offseason. So I think since it came out so early that there was at least talks between the two, I think that will eventually happen. And for the same reason that I said Allen Robinson goes to the Raiders, I think the Chiefs are saying we're not just going to let the Broncos and the Chargers come any closer to our throne or dynasty here in the AFC West where we got to do something about it to protect the throne and they're loading up on the offensive side of the ball get Patrick Mahomes another weapon all right let's head and talk about uh Teddy Bridgewater obviously the Denver Broncos just got uh Russell Wilson so they're not gonna need Teddy B anymore uh I have my prediction of him going to the Bills uh I think Bridgewater is old enough his career about to reach age 30 where he just wants to chase the ring at this point I feel like there's not going to be the biggest market for him uh, unless he goes to a poverty team, which I think he'd rather go sit behind a good quarterback and hopefully chase a ring. And with Mitchell Trubisky and all his buzz about potentially getting a job, uh, disgusting. But uh, I think he goes behind Josh Allen and uh, is a great, one of the best backups in the league. Austin, let's hear your take. Yeah, okay. Teddy B, I have him going to the Giants. They were expressing that Dan. What's going on with Daniel Jones? He's not going to stay there any longer. No, they they said they're picking up their his fifth year option. So he is staying with the Giants. He's there for, for at least for at least another year. He'll be yeah. There. Daniel he'll Jones, be there this upcoming year. He's he's going through some injury issues with his back and his neck. Doesn't look like he will even maybe miss a bunch of games this season. Just the way his body's in shape. That's what um, I've heard from multiple reports of, about the Giants. Okay, so the Giants are in kind of a sticky situation. They got one of the best college running backs and one of the most unproven running backs in the NFL. Also um, overrated by many accounts, Saquon Barkley. But he's a franchise guy, and they need to make stuff happen on offense. Teddy B, he'll be a good backup. I hear reports that he might go to the Colts uh, after trading Wentz. But I think the Giants is a good fit for Teddy B. Bailey, you agree? Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Giants, I think what the Giants are thinking, if they were to sign him, are just – even 
even if Daniel Jones is there, I, I think the Giants, the front office, thinks they have a good enough roster. They have Saquon, who's a good running back. They they have a couple of good weapons in the receiver core. And they, I think it was two years ago they had a top 10 defense, so they still have some talent on the defensive side of the ball. So I think what the Giants are thinking if they were to sign Teddy Bridgewater is just, hey – We'll give Daniel Jones one more year halfway through if it's not going well. If he's not, he's doing the same thing that he always has been doing. We can just go out there and switch it to Teddy Bridgewater, and at least we'll get decent quarterback play. And hopefully, he can change things around midseason. Or if, like Carson said, Daniel Jones is hurt for a bunch of games, they have a decent enough quarterback to fill in for him. Yeah, I disagree. I think a good landing spot for Teddy Bridgewater in his career at this point uh, would be the Texans. I think he is not really much of a ring chaser. I think he'll probably want to go to a place where he can probably mix in the rotation with Mills coming off a surprisingly strong and un- unpredictable season that he had. Um, and Tyrod Taylor, I don't know what the situation with him and staying on that team as a backup or them finding another option. I think Teddy Bridgewater comes to this team and maybe it's a veteran ear in this room as a backup for Davis Mills or if Deshaun Watson returns, they back up for him. But I th- I see the most fitting place for Teddy Bridgewater to be the Texans. Yeah, I'm sure I'm pretty sure we're all in agreement that Deshaun Watson is not coming back to the Texans no matter what. Yeah. But his court case is uh t- tomorrow. Are you when you guys are healing this the court case will already have happened. So uh be in the lookout for that. Uh all right, let's head on to our next player, Leonard Fournette, where we're going to actually let Carson go first because he's the only one that has a differing opinion here. I see uh, Leonard Fournette moving to the Dolphins. We no longer have Tom Brady down in Tampa Bay. I think the Dolphins really need a massive improvement in that running back room to assist Tua, and I think that would be put him over the edge to have this power back in that backfield. I don't think they'll want to resign a veteran running back down in Tampa Bay. I think they have – uh, Ronald Jones still there, and they have other younger where they could go maybe into a somewhat rebuild stage or a bridge stage when they find a better back to play for. Yeah, so I'll go first here. I think because Bruce Arians said that he's not uh, retiring, he's staying with the team, and Bruce Arians doesn't want to do a rebuild. So that would make me think that the Buccaneers are actually going to trade for like a Jimmy Garoppolo or something like that, which obviously is not Tom Brady, but uh, it's somebody. So I think the Bucs are actually going to look forward to. Keeping their pieces, they just franchise tag Chris Godwin. I think that they're actually going to keep Leonard for at least another year and try to run things back while their defense is still amazing. But uh, we don't know yet. Hopefully, we'll know more next week. Bailey and Austin, any other opinions? Yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you for the pretty much the same reason. I think the them uh, signing Chris Godwin to the franchise tag definitely showed that they're trying. They're going to go out there and. They're going to try to run back the best team that they possibly can, can, no matter what quarterback they end up do having out there. They still, <clears throat> they still will have a good roster around that quarterback. So hopefully, in a sort of a weaker division, they can have some success. And I think that starts with Leonard Fournette being their best uh, running back these past couple of years. What do you think, Austin? Yeah, I mean. Carson, I like what you said that the Dolphins, they really need an improvement in that running back room. And Fournette will automatically improve any team's uh, running back crew. But, you know, they love uh, playoff Lenny out there in Tampa Bay. Uh, Bruce Arians has a vision of winning. Maybe they'll go out and fill Tom Brady's shoes with somebody like Mitchell Trubisky. Ha! <laughs> That's, that's a good one. I mean, there's not really a drop-off between the two, wouldn't you guys say? I mean, does Tom Brady have a, a Nickelodeon Most Valuable Player Award? No. Ooh, he does not have that. Tom Brady also has – Was Tom Brady a first-round draft pick too? It was Tom Brady picked second overall? No, the fifth-round pick. So. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Leonard Fournette with some wins, some more games than a Buccaneers uniform. So, 
I agree. Uh, let's head into our last person where we're going to let uh, Austin drop the hottest take uh, of the episode. Yeah, I think Melvin Gordon's going to retire. <laughs> he <laughs> He's just straight up going to retire. He's old. Uh, you know, he did all right with what team was he on last year? The Broncos. The Broncos. Who drafted him? The Chargers? Yeah. Chargers, yes. So... Yeah, Melvin Gordon, he's either going to go back to the Chargers and help out Eckler. Wasn't he on the Rams? No. no. Okay. Austin, how old do you think Melvin Gordon is? He's old, dude. He's like 30-something. <laughs> he's been in the league a long time. And so he's – I mean, he's at the end of his rope. The only team that are going to sign him are going to be teams like the Falcons – Teams that nobody wants to go to. So, awesome. Oh. He's a uh, he's twenty eight. That's the, I mean, when you think about it, that's pretty old in running back years. So, yeah, he's gonna retire, and uh, yeah, probably. I think Carson, you said he's gonna go to the XFL. So yeah, eventually, yeah, I can see <laughs> that happening. I don't, Falcons, Texans, but who wants to go to the Falcons? Who wants to go to the Texans? He's gonna retire. And sign with the Houston Gramblers. Gamblers. Gramblers. <laughs> well, we'll make this quick, I guess. Uh, Austin just swelled up. But yeah, me and Baylor think he's going to go to Falcon Texans. I can pretty much sum it up for you, Baylor. That's, it's just kind of like a money bagging thing before he retires that he wants some money, goes to a bad team, gets it. So you, you agree he's going to retire? Yeah, in two years. All right. Yeah, I think that he goes for the Texans just because the Texans like getting. Uh, old Broncos running backs. They did it with Philip Lindsay, so I, that's why I picked the Texans. It was just a random team. I picked the Buccaneers. I think he'll go as a backup. I don't think he'll be anything special. I think he will not have as big of an impact as he did last season with the Broncos. I think him um, going to the Buccaneers makes a lot of sense for that room. He's a similar running back to the type of style they like, and I think he'll go as a backup to work into that rotation. It's crazy to think that uh, Melvin Gordon's had double-dead touchdowns every single year of his career, and we're just kind of kind of not. But, I mean, I can see it. 28, you know, kind of. The running back position nowadays is has no value to the NFL. I think that a lot of people can just rotate in, and a lot of teams like to run committees nowadays unless they have that one talented running back like a Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry now. So, yeah. without those types of running backs, I think you really just look – to have committees, and I don't think Melvin Gordon's good enough of a pass catcher to really separate himself as a the, the feature back. Yeah, I gotta agree with that one. All right, well, that's gonna wrap it up for our free agency frenzy. We'll talk about it more next week when we know uh, some of the actual big signings. But uh, let's head into our impossible inquiry. All right, guys, we're gonna head to the impossible inquiry now. So our third week doing it, right? Nolan Austin, yes. third week, mm-hmm. yeah. So, if you guys are on TikTok, I'm pretty sure you guys know where I'm going with this one. It's kind of the obvious oh question for the week. <laughs> Do you think there's more wheels or doors going on this world right now? Wait, what? Wheels? There's there more wheels or? The doors? question there, is, okay. in the world, are there more wheels or doors? Yeah. I think, and I think the obvious answer is that there's wheel, more wheels. It's wheels. It's got to be wheels. But, like, and people are arguing that, like, oh, Lego and, like, that shit, they make, and, like, Hot Wheels create so many cars, and there's a million cars. But they also have four doors. Or they have two doors. And could have okay, wheels. but here's the thing. The people that are arguing that there's, everyone keeps saying that, that cars are a, are a dead split, right? There's four doors and there's four wheels. But if you think about it, if you include the trunk and the hood of a car, there's more doors on the car. Okay, I'm but... Still, I'm still no. saying that there's more wheels, but I'm just saying there's... That is one flaw that I'm going to keep saying about it. All right, that's a good point, but you got to think outside of just cars. Like, wheels... Wheels was one of the very first, I don't know what the history of wheels are, but I know they were created very early. Like they were used to build a freaking pyramid or something. And I'm sure they had doors too, but 
wheels. Like you got to think about gears. You got to think about uh, uh, freaking any type of axles. Freaking wheels are everywhere. Water. But wheels. you think about it too, like cabinets and shit. Like those are doors. Uh, those are considered doors. Windows are windows. Are they windows or windows? That's a different thing. But. I don't know. I agree with wheels, but I do like to play devil's advocate because everyone under. Yeah. Okay. So I have some. I have some bullet points that are for <laughs> that are for and against e- each uh, side. All right. So for team wheels, you have office chairs, which you think about it. There's five of them right there on office chairs for wheels. There's five wheels on an office chair. Zero doors on obviously on a chair. Toy cars, which we said, shopping carts. You have roller coasters, the 18-wheeler trucks, and just, like Austin said earlier, like the machinery too with all the gears and everything inside of a machine. And then for doors, you have office buildings, which people were saying office building for your doors, but I'm like, any office building is going to have office chairs, which in any office, there's going to be five wheels and there's only room. So I didn't see that. I didn't see that one, but... and. and- what? What were you gonna say? Go ahead. Okay. I think you just cut out really weirdly. I'd restart uh, what you were saying. Okay. Yeah, and then another thing for doors is any type of school, because the schools, the chairs aren't gonna have wheels unless it's like the teachers' chairs. But all the lockers and all the doors to the classrooms, any yeah. like if you go into the like post office, they have all those like small mailboxes for people all the like p.o boxes all those are doors cabinets which we talked about and then hotels that was another big one which if the hotel at the desk and like your hotel room if the chair doesn't isn't like a wheelie office chair there's definitely more uh more doors in the hotel than there are wheels but i'm still going with i'm team wheels still though yeah, you gotta look at. There's also bicycles, scooters, skateboards, stuff like that. Yeah, bicycles, scooters, skateboards, motorcycles, uh, quads. Yeah, all those, all those things. You also gotta remember for wheels. There's a lot of like, like water wheels, stuff like that. Um, Ferris wheels. Roll. Uh, yeah, Ferris wheels. Ferris wheels. Interesting. Do Ferris wheels have multiple doors on the car? I'd uh, cart. Depending on just one. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's fun to debate. It's like the closest thing we have to like, is the dress gold or blue? Yeah, it's fun. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely team wheels. Austin, team wheels do. Team wheels. Yeah. Team Heelys. Team. Oh yeah, huh? Heelys. That's even more wheels. <laughs> yep, that's even more wheels. See, bro, there's no way it's doors, but like, it, it, Roll, it's it's rollerblades, roller skates. More it's wheels, closer. Like, it's closer than the world that's on, but it's not close. If that makes sense, it's easier to find mm-hmm. things that have wheels without doors than it is doors without wheels. Yeah, I agree. All right, guys, that's gonna wrap up our impossible inquiry today, and we're gonna head right into our draft. All right, guys, this week's draft is uh, our first unrelated to sports one. We're gonna probably mix in half sports, half not sports. Keep it interesting. I know you guys liked uh, when we did the fruit one. Got a lot of positive retention on that so we're going to keep it going with interesting one here we're going to go animals we would release in each other's backyards the pick order is nolan 101 bailey 102 austin 103 carson 104 snake back around five picks each i'm on the clock and the way i went with this is so we're going with singular animals not like a herd of them or whatever we're going one of each animal you can put in all of our backyards to cause the most havoc or whatever you're going for and I was like, hmm, what? And there's a lot of ways I can go about this depth, uh, fear causing you, but I'm actually going to go with my 101. The most difficult to get rid of, probably. Oh, come you can, on. So you, can, you, can call, you can get like a zoo person if you really needed to, or like a, the really like gnarly like swap people to come get rid of like a gnarly animal, but <laughs> I'm putting a blue whale in all your <laughs> fucking <laughs> backyards. What are you gonna do about it? We that was gonna be my sleeper. I thought there's I could a get fucking it. Like, blue whale in the backyard. How are you gonna move it? You're gonna have to like pick it apart. It's dead. It's rotting in your fucking backyard. You're not gonna like, get rid of it. 
I'm putting the blue whale in all your backyards. I mean, you can use that as a shelter right there. Just carve out its insides. <laughs> you want to live in the blue whale? I'm living in the blue whale. I mean, I guess that's one way to go. I'm, I'm putting the blue whale in my pool, and I'm charging a mission to see a blue whale in a pool. That's even worse than SeaWorld, Bailey. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, it's also dead, because I'm putting it in your backyard, not in water. I'm nah, killing bro. the whale. I'm hiring people ASAP to move that thing into the water before it dies. Bailey, that blue whale is not fitting in the pool. Yeah, you got a big ass pool, man. No, we're we're just gonna like have like buckets of water. We're gonna turn on. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're turning on the waterfall, and it's gonna be right on like the gills where it like breathes water, and it's perfect. It doesn't have to be completely underwater. It's just gotta have water on its gills wherever the gills are. I'll find those. And then turn on the waterfall, and then it's just infinite breathing, as long as it doesn't move. <laughs> All right. Well, you got a whale now, Bailey. Let's uh, head to your pick. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with a similar type thinking. Just the hardest thing to get out of, out of your backyard since no one took the whale from me. I'm going with an another huge animal. I'm going with the elephant. Just how are you gonna get an elephant Ooh. out of the way? If you get anywhere close to it, he's just picking you up with his trunk and he's tossing you to the side. All right. With the 103, I will be picking the giraffe. The giraffe is very tall and annoying, and they have really long necks, and they look really dumb, and people are going to wonder why you have a giraffe in your backyard. And... I feel like a giraffe isn't like causing too much of a threat, though. Yeah, if a giraffe magically showed up in my backyard, I'm I'm not trying to get rid of the giraffe. I'm trying to keep it. Okay? That's my pet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, think about it. It'll graze all on your trees and ruin the ecosystem. Uh, kill all the birds, all the insects. Them, so, it, if you understood biology, Bailey. Carson, go ahead. All right. For 104, I'm going with the alligator. This is a vicious animal that literally will eat anything and it is a heavy ass reptile it'll be very hard to get in a backyard it happened it does happen in states like florida down to the south where alligators get in backyards and eat little kids so you gotta watch out for alligators eating your pets yeah that's uh i'm putting an alligator we're definitely putting the alligator in baby's pool 100p yeah and on that topic, for another land, uh, a land animal that I was thinking of for my one, uh, for the second round, first pick, I was going to say a rhinoceros. This is That's an, what I was hoping would get back to me. An armored heavy animal with a giant ass horn on the top of it. You guys are not going to want it ramming into the back of your house and destroying all your furniture. It'll be very scary to remove. And I don't even know if tranquilizer will even work on this thing because it's so armored. All right, I'm going with the gorilla. I don't think it needs much much uh, explanation other than they're freaking vicious creatures. You want a monkey in your backyard? Is that what you want? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. About to get flagged again, Austin. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so with my next pick, I'm going to go with the uh, grizzly bear. They're... The, only, the thing with the grizzly bear is it's not just going to sit in your backyard and just, like, mess up your backyard. It's going to break into your house, too, and it's going to steal your food. So, And also, how are you going to get rid of a grizzly bear, too? Yeah, so it seems like we've been going for uh, kind of just, like, the most fierce predators, which is a good way to go about it. But I'm going to go outside the box, and uh, I'm going to put a bald eagle in your guys' yards, but not for the reason of the bald eagle's threat. Because the bald eagle is, like, one of the most endangered animals in the world. And if there's a bald eagle in your backyard, you know how much of a disturbance? The whole SWAT team, the whole fucking, like, government is going to show up at your house, close down your house, kick your ass out to fucking rescue that bald eagle. So you're not going to be home. <laughs> They're going to make you leave. That's the biggest inconvenience I can think about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm putting a bald eagle... In uh, all your backyards, and then you're not going to be allowed to leave. And then uh, I'm back on the clock, uh, my 301. I have a blue whale, and I have a bald eagle. <clears throat> hmm, there's a lot of ways I can go here. 
with adding Carson to this draft, is it now what six picks to my next pick? Oh God. I think I'm gonna go with. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna get one of my uh, vicious animals on the team. It's not something you think of directly when you think of vicious animals, but uh, they are huge and they will kill you. Uh, I'm putting the hippo. I'm putting the hippo in all your backyards, and uh, yeah, you're gonna try to get like a what, like a three thousand pound adult male hippo that's gonna try to eat you out of your backyard. Yeah, don't think that's happening. So I'm putting the hippo. Bailey, you're on the clock. Yeah, I'm gonna. Followed up with the, I'm gonna go with another vicious animal. Uh, I'm gonna go with the lion. Just, I don't know, just for for the sheer fear factor. That's that's why I'm that's going with the lion. Nothing much there. All right, I have a couple options here. Uh, I'm thinking about the Arctic. I'm thinking about the safari. Thinking about the mountains. Um. Let's go. Let's go to the safari, and let's pick up a cheetah. Cheetah, you're not gonna be able to catch that thing down. Nope. <laughs> All right, Carson, you have two picks. All right, for this next pick, I'm gonna stay on the same page of getting another predator on my team. I think having a backyard would be. Probably one of the scariest things that you can ever have. Those things are vicious and very protective. Um, coming to another water animal that we would think of for people who have swimming pools or anything like that. If we can get to survive, I think my next pick would definitely be a great white shark. It is probably going to eat you if you try to go swimming. But it does limit to the fact that you have to go swimming to get with this animal. It is just still a very top predator and is aggressive. Yeah, but I think we're fitting the great white shark in your pool. I think Tommy's gonna fit. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll go to the ocean now as well. Get my naval naval force on your guys' backyards. I'm going to the killer whale. Very scary creatures. So you're gonna pull a uh, sea world on this? It's kind of mean. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna follow that up, and I'm gonna go. I think a little bit off the board with this pick. I'm I'm going to go with something that's going to definitely be annoying to you, right? You're going to be sitting in your house and you're going to be like, can that thing just please shut up? And then you're going to go out to your backyard. You're going to try to get this thing out of your backyard, but you're not going to be able to catch it. It's, I'm going to go to, with the frog. It's going to be out there. <laughs> you're going to go out there, try to catch a frog. I I want you guys to try to catch a frog. See how well that turns out for you. It's not going to turn out well. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think I could. Uh, I think I could live with the frog. Kind of no. chilling in my backyard. <laughs> nah. Uh. All right. Well, I'm gonna. I have two picks to round out the draft here. Uh, I'm gonna have to ask the board if this is allowed as a pick. Because <laughs> uh, technically, I think it's still an animal. Uh, I'm gonna go with a human. I'm gonna put a dude. With a, I'm gonna put a dude in your backyard. You're gonna put a dude in there. <laughs> I'm gonna put a dude in the backyard. And what what does this dude look up. like? I mean, I can pick the best form of a dude. So this is the. He looks like Cole Selby. Give me an example of a dude. Dude, Cole if Selby. it's if it's Cole Selby in my backyard, that that should have been the number one pick. I don't want that. <laughs> Like, I'm I'm fucking putting Shaq in your backyard. No, bro, <laughs> I'm fucking oh, Shaq. Oh, oh fuck yeah, backyard. dude. I, no, I'm not even kidding you. If I could meet one celebrity, without a doubt, I'm meeting Shaq. So thank you for that one, Nolan. No, nah, but I'm putting Shaq. But like the Shaq has the only intent to kill in your backyard. Nah, <laughs> bro. I'm still going out there. I'm gonna offer him a beer. Bro, Shaq's gonna fucking rip you. He's gonna eat you, bro. Shaq will literally eat you. Hey, if I die by Shaq, I die by Shaq. That's a cool story. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm putting Shaq in your talk backyard. About, talk about me in the newspaper when I die from Shaq. Good way to go out. That's what I'm saying. If I die from Shaq, I'll I'll live uh, I'll have lived a happy life. 
<laughs> All right, then, uh, my last pick. Uh, I'm gonna I'm putting the kangaroo in your backyard. Um, oh. I think that's the point where you think you can go out there and square up like all the videos, but uh, trust me, you're not going to want to square up. And that homie's going to try to get inside your house. So <laughs> you're, not, you're not going outside. Kangaroo's going to square up. That rounds off my draft. Uh, Bay, let's get your last pick. Yeah, with my last pick, I'm going straight for Nolan. This is a completely targeted at Nolan. With his uh, bee allergy, I'm going to pick – I know it's not a bunch of bees, but I'm picking a single bee because that bee isn't leaving his backyard. And I know the way that Nolan thinks that if he knows there's a single bee in his backyard, he's not going in his backyard. So I'm completely eliminating his entire backyard from him by just putting a single bee out there. Dang. Took him out of commission, baby. That's a good pick. That's what I'm yeah, saying. No, no fresh air for Nolan. I'm hiring. I'm just getting the beekeeper that day to come get the homie out. No, the bee doesn't leave your backyard. Yeah, but the beekeeper could like move them out so I can like. No, go I, I'm them. okay. Specifically, I'm picking a queen bee because that brings more bees to the party. <laughs> there you go. All right. So I have giraffe. I have a gorilla. I have a cheetah, and I have an orca. Let's see. I can go for deadly animals. I can go for annoying animals. But, you know, I'm going to put a sloth in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put a sloth in your backyard because if you ever watch a sloth just trying to descend down from a tree, it's honestly very depressing. And oftentimes they fall to their deaths because their limb <laughs> movement is extremely slow. So you'll have... You'll likely, more likely than not, have a dead sloth on the ground. And they also go down there. They only go down to the ground, believe it or not, to poop. So. You know, there's actually a thing where sloths, like, sometimes think they're grabbing the tree, but they accidentally grab their arm and then just fall and die. Isn't that the dumbest thing ever? (laughs) So you're just putting dead sloth in our backyard? (laughs) I can pick up the sloth and poop it. All right, to wrap this draft up, I'm going to go with something that you probably do not want to look at and you'll probably question your whole life. I'm going to go with a tapir just on the pure fact that it has the biggest ratio of, um, how do I put this, genitalia to it. Health <laughs> <laughs> tapir in its backyard while it is aroused will be a very annoying sight to see. <laughs> So I think after all my squad of deadly animals, I think a tapir is perfect because you will not want to go remove these animals in the backyard because you'll look out in the backyard and just see a tapir dong right outside your window. <laughs> What's a tapir? A tapir? Is it, I was just looking I up. Is it like a, is it like a little like pig? Yeah. Look up, yeah, look it's like up, a pig. Look up tapir than a word. Images. Tapir P word. Yeah, that's what I'm looking up right now. <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> Are you looking up tapir penis right now? Yeah, I'm dropping it in the chat, Austin. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to scroll down to the dock, uh, I'm going to drop that homie in there. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Is it in? Yeah, it's in the bottom of the dock. This dude, this dude oh. has one hanging up on his wall. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that animal right there um, is something you probably don't want to see every day. Uh, yeah, I don't think that I would. Especially in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, are well endowed. <laughs> The more you know, damn that that is definitely a Mr. Irrelevant right there. <laughs> I didn't think we'd get to that. Um, good pick, Carson. Yo, I have a question. So, yeah. if all of our animals we drafted, like if we had a war, who would win? This isn't really a war. This is just kind of like no. When you think about it, though, we're attacking each other with each other's like animals. But it's just so, uh, one. Of I know, but I'm just it. thinking like and. I'm just thinking like that. 
it's one of us, like basically, Austin, you're saying we're dropping all these animals in Bailey's backyard. How's Bailey going to, f- like, obviously these animals are going to kill Bailey. Bro, why is it my backyard? Why is, that, <laughs> why is everything my backyard? Because you got the pool, bro. I'm, dro- I'm putting the fucking, the great white shark and the, the alligator and the blue whale, the workout, they all got to go in your pool. Yeah, bro, but you're living in hot-ass Texas. Why don't we put the lion and the cheetah out in the hot hot uh, sun in Texas, bro? You right. I'll put that tape here right next to your window. Yeah. <laughs> you literally can't go outside with the tape here, bro. It's kind of an OP pick, unless you're asking for it. Nah, bro. Are those things, like, they're not big, though. No, they're not that big. They just, the, the, the mass of their dongs. <laughs> to their bodies make very funny they have actually there's if you look it up there's some really fun facts with tapir that um they're they can do a lot with their okay i'm not gonna i'm gonna stop talking about it yeah it might get <laughs> might get a flag sounds like uh it sounds like a carson spending a lot of time researching tapir i don't, I don't know what he does in his free time but i think we he gave us a hint with it right there yeah it might go into background check on Carson before we uh, have him back on here. <laughs> Alright guys, but that's going to wrap up our drafts. As always, the drafts we posted on TikTok, you guys can go on my page and vote for you guys who has the best draft. Uh, 